Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Power of Man podcast. My name is Rory Paquette, and I am, as always, your humble host. Welcome to episode 41. As always, I want to thank everyone for taking the time out of your day to be here, to share your time with us, to uh, listen to what we have to say, and uh, and to comment comment back the way you have been. After our last episode, boy, you folks just exploded with messages on Instagram and some on Facebook. And I got to tell you, I, I loved it. I loved every minute of it, even the ones that, you know, were uh, less than flattering. I still love getting them. And uh, thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for you responding. And I hope that uh, that keeps on. Always here, always want to hear what you have to say. Today, we're going to go a little bit of a different direction. And um, we're going to get back into talking about being a father, dealing with your kids, things like that. But today, we're going to talk about discipline. And, um, you know, that is a huge topic with a wide wide array of angles to attack it from. And the way that I want to go today uh, is, is a little bit different, I hope. So um, strap yourselves in, come along for the ride. Let's see where we go. Before we do, however, let me just uh, take a sip of my preferred beverage. <clears throat> wow. Yum, delicious, and still really hot. Holy cow. Uh, should let that cool off. Just brewed it before I sat down here to do this. And if you have been with our podcast for any length of time, you know it's Freedom Hill Coffee. <laughs> I uh, love it. It's at Freedom Hill Coffee um, on Instagram. Look them up. They do all the right things for all the right reasons. Great flavor, great coffee, fantastic, uh, fantastic company. Check them out. Uh, get yourself a bag. I'm telling you right now, you will never, never drink anything else after you've tried this. Back to our topic. I was remembering uh, the other day, my uh, my youngest son, Caden, my youngest son, my oldest son, Caden, good Lord, need more coffee. Uh, my oldest son, Caden, he, um, years ago, when he was younger, he went to a retreat, um, a big conference for, um, you know, himself, the people in his business, uh, the folks who, who do the business nationwide, there were you know, thousands of people at this thing. Uh, it was before, it was pre-COVID, you know, so uh, big, huge gathering, uh, you know, big stadium type setting. Uh, really cool. Lots of big speakers, you know, and um, pomp and circumstance. He went to this thing um, after he got his business started and affiliated with this group of folks um, who are all, you know, fitness industry, supplements, that sort of thing. And there were, you know, folks of all ages that were involved in this. Uh, you know, a lot of young people, of course, you know, very fit, healthy, spreading the word. A lot of, uh, a lot of moms, a lot of dads, a lot of, uh, you know, middle-aged folks who are trying to, you know, keep or regain their health, that type of thing. One of the people who um, are on his, his team, um, so to speak, was a mom. And uh, you had a couple of kids and, uh, and had just, you know, met everybody. And when she found out that my son at the time was 19, she was just blown away. And she's like, you're kidding me. How can you be 19? And, you know, there's a couple of reasons to say that first, you know, my son, even at 19 looked like, you know, a 30 year old guy. Um, he's, you know, big as a house and, you know, uh, jacked and the whole bit. 
but he's incredibly, incredibly polite. And if you've ever, uh, you know, come across him or seen him on Instagram, you know, if you haven't, check him out. He's at Caden Paquette. That's C-A-D-E-N-P-A-Q-U-E-T-T-E, at Caden Paquette on Instagram. Um, you know, he's a fitness instructor and the whole bit. And But this particular mother was just blown away with his demeanor and his manners and his behavior and his maturity at 19. And she literally said to him after a couple of days of, you know, being together in groups and things like that, she said, listen, I, I need to be able to, I need to contact your parents. I need their contact info. And, you know, he laughed and he said, well, okay, why? And she said, I have got to talk to them about their parenting style. I need to know what they did for you to turn out like this. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes, and this is one of those times, being a parent is kind of like uh, being a coach. You know, um, when you have a great quarterback and a great team and you're winning, you know, the coach gets credit he probably doesn't deserve. And when you don't have great players and you're losing, the coach takes all the heat when he probably doesn't deserve all of it. Um, in this case, you know, yeah, we we definitely had a parenting, parenting style that we used and it definitely worked out well with my boys. But it was really neat to hear that. Uh, coming from another adult, another parent. And um, it made me think, you know, because my son asked me, he said, you know, dad, what, what is your parenting style? How, how would you actually answer that question? And it, it made me think I had to pause for a minute and go, wow. You know, if we were going to tell somebody what is the parenting style that we believe in, what did we use? What did we do that worked so well with these two? Uh, how would I answer it? And one of the things that, you know, over the last couple of years that since I've thought about that a million times, one of the things that really has come to mind has been discipline. And discipline itself takes on so many forms, you know, um, I used to be, you know, criticized and, uh, admired for the discipline that my, uh, youth athletic teams all had. Because we did drill upon drill upon drill. They, you know, replied to everything we said with, yes, coach, you know, things like that. Uh, you guys ready to go? Yes, coach. You know, uh, stuff like that. Some people, um, you know, some of those, you know, liberal type folks who don't think that discipline has any place in the world, um, you didn't like it. They basically said, well, you're running this team like it's the army. <laughs> And then there were other folks who understood that why discipline was necessary and said, you know, this is great. These kids all know exactly where they're supposed to be and what they're supposed to do. And because of it, they all have this ridiculous confidence. Confidence. And as I thought back and as I looked at all that, you know, that that's one aspect of it, of discipline. But don't forget that word confidence. You know, another aspect of discipline is straight up. How do you discipline your kids? You know, you do something wrong. Do you get punished? Do you get grounded? Do you get spanked? You know, how, how does it work? If you're going to ground them, what do you ground them from? How do you, uh, you know, ground them for how long, right? Discipline also can be, you know, a really, really good thing that most of us as adults especially those of us who have been broken, who have been battered, who have been beaten, 
most of us are searching for. And isn't that kind of a funny juxtaposition? On one hand, it's this, you discipline your children, you make them follow rules, you give them patterns, you give them things that, you know, should be part of their routine, you drill it into them, you know, yada, yada, yada. And people can look at that so negatively. And then by the same token, those same people go, I wish I had more discipline in my life. I wish I could be disciplined enough to not eat that second pizza. I wish I could be disciplined enough to, you know, get up and and work out on all the days I'm supposed to get up and work out. I wish I could be disciplined enough to turn Netflix off and go to bed and actually get the number of hours of sleep I'm supposed to get today. So when you look at all those different aspects of discipline, the way that I have always viewed it, is that it's positive. Without it, without rules, without guidelines, without consequences for your actions. Kids especially don't have the framework to build themselves up into adults. And so that's something that I wanted to talk about today. What's, what's my parenting style? And, and I'd like you to look at yourselves and say, what is yours? Discipline and parenting, you know, to me, I mean, it all sort of starts and ends with respect. And respect runs both ways. I made sure that my kids understood from a very young age that disciplining them, that me telling them you have to do this, that them listening to me when I said, hey, don't do this or do this, them listening to me in those instances was something that had to be done because if it wasn't, it would damage our relationship. That's right. From a very young age, I made them understand that they wanted to follow the discipline that I was laying down so that our relationship would be strong. And I'm going to go into this more, but the idea from the get-go was one of agreement, one of courtesy to each other, from father to son, from son to father. And so there's three points that I came up with that I think really do sum up how my wife and I have raised our boys. And, you know, the first of which is, you know, discipline and in their, in their life, the consequences of their actions. It's not a have to, it's a want to. Not a have to, it's a want to. 
And that may not sit well with some folks. Okay, but but let me walk you through it just a little bit. You know, let's just say that the kids are, you know, touching a flame. (laughs) You say, don't touch that fire. You're going to get burned. They say, well, why? Well, because you're going to get burned. They do it anyway. They get burned. Now they know they should have listened to you. And they also understand that the consequence to their action, to not listening to you, was very painful. The subtext of that is, I should have listened to my dad. But the main part of that is, man, I got burned. Now, I've never been the parent who let them touch the flame. Okay, I hear a lot of parents go, hey, you know, if you want to touch that fire and you're not listening to me, fine, touch it. It'll burn you and you'll never do it again. Yeah. The problem you have is, though, the the thought that's going to come out of that is, my dad let me get hurt. And you may, you know, build some discipline, but you're going to lose something even bigger, and that's trust. And so when I say it's not a have to, it's a want to, it's because there's got to be trust in that relationship. You know, I'm not supposed to talk about her on this uh, podcast, but I'm going to real quick. Um, When my daughter was little, we were at a a drugstore. Um, it's like a Walgreens and, you know, standing in line and, um, I was standing in line and she was maybe five, six feet away from me over at, uh, you know, this perfume counter looking at all this cute girl stuff and, you know, telling me everything she wanted for Christmas. And I was taking mental notes and I noticed that there was this guy sort of standing off to the side of the line who was trying to get the pharmacist's attention. And, he looked like something straight out of a movie. Baggy clothes, messed up hair, looked like he just walked, you know, rolled out of bed, pale skin, sweating, uh, a little shaky. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, this guy's trying to get some kind of a fix over here. This is not good. And I look at my daughter and I go, hey, come over here by dad. Because, hey, I wanted her by me. <laughs> Anything happens, she's behind me, you know? My first thought. My daughter, being the independent little daughter that she is, stands at attention, puts her hands down on her side, sticks her her face straight up and says, why? (laughs) I promptly got out of line, walked over, took her hand, and I said, hey, come here. And we walked to a different aisle far away from this shaky guy. And I got down to my knee so that we were looking eye to eye. And I wasn't mad. And I said, listen, I need you to understand something. And she understood that this was time to listen and not, you know, have the chin out. I said, when I tell you I need you to do something, 
okay? I'm always willing to tell you why. Always. But what I need you to do is obey and do it first. Okay? So if I say, hey, come over here and stand by me, what should you do? And she looked me right in the face and very plainly said, I should come over and stand by you, and then I can ask you why. I said, good. So does that sound fair? And she said, yep. I'm not kidding you. That was it. From that point forward, I'd tell her to do something. She'd come over and do whatever it was I told her to do. And of course, being her, she would promptly ask me why. But again, I turned it into a a want to instead of a have to. If you want to find out why, then you need to do what I told you. I've never looked at my kids and said, because I said so. (laughs) I've thought it a few times, but that's just not how we've done it. Now, that episode with my daughter really made me realize um, how we needed to handle, you know, her moving forward and both my boys when they arrived. And so, while number one is, it's a want to, not a have to. Number two is obey first, questions later. I raised my boys with the same idea that I established with my daughter in that drugstore that day. Now, some of you might be saying, I shouldn't have to tell my kid why. I should just be able to tell them, hey, do this. I'm your parent. Obey. You know what? In a perfect world, you're probably right. In the world we live in right now, this information age where kids are bombarded every second of their lives with information and data. If you think that you're going to be able to stop them from asking why about everything under the sun, then you are braver than I am. You see, I just accept the fact that they're going to want to know why. And I show them that courtesy and respect. And they show me the courtesy and respect of obeying what I tell them I need them to do. And that has worked wonders with my children as we have, uh, you know, raised them. Everything all along the way. And at just about every turn, there's an instance of, you know, hey, just do what I ask you to do first. You know, when they got older, there were uh, you know, questions about social media and things like that. And, you know, one of the things I would say to them is, hey, do me a favor. Don't post this. Don't say anything about that. Or they would put it up and I'd say, I need you to take that down. You know, maybe it was something that was too personal or that other people didn't need to know about. In some cases, it just gave away too much personal information on them that I really didn't want 
other unknown people to have on them when they were kids. And I would always get the, but why? And we would always settle into the, do what I ask you to do, and then ask me why. Obey first, questions later. And you know, this might sound good, but it's also a lot of work. And it's it's a lot to... Uh, to maintain, it holds you as a parent accountable because it takes away our ability to just be having a frustrating day or something and say, well, just, just, just do this because I said so. When you know you're going to have to answer why, you are thinking it through before you actually say, go do this or don't do that. You as a parent are held accountable by this process. And I've noticed that as they've been growing up too. There've been a few times when I've just been, you know, had a horrible day at work and I've just wanted to like, just (laughs) end the conversation right now. Like, Hey, I'm ready to, you know, throw something through a window and I don't want to have to do that. And I'm just trying to get you to behave right now. So can you just do it? Cause I said so. And before I said anything, I said, they're going to ask why, and I'm going to have to tell them because that's the deal we have. That accountability is good for them and for me. That accountability makes me discipline myself as a parent, as a father. That accountability makes me Think about it a little bit. It's a discipline for me. And it's helped my relationship with my kids, and it has helped me immensely over the years. Number three. And number three is here because nobody in no situation is perfect. Punish without being punitive. Now, what does that mean? Look, the best laid plans of mice and men will sometimes go awry. You can have the best parenting plan in the world and you're going to hit a point at some point where the kid's just going to disagree with you. They're just going to be having a bad day. You know, the the moon's not going to be in the right uh, alignment with the Tropic of Capricorn or some such thing. And, you know, the sea level's going to just make everything go awry. And uh, I don't know, your astrological signs won't match up and your kid's just going to blow a gasket. Or you will. And what do you do then? You know, our best laid plans... Don't always work. And the best of kids still break the rules. And so, you know, you take an instance where it's the night before a a big football game and I'm telling my son, hey, you need to be off your phone, you know, by nine o'clock. Okay, no problem. And at 1030, he's still on the phone. 
Now, this isn't the first time you've had this conversation. You've had to talk about this plenty of times. This is a recurring issue now. As a parent, you kind of run out of the listen to me or else scenarios, and you finally have to deliver a consequence, which I hate. I hate, I hate, I hate. I'm not going to lie. I hate having to deliver the punishment part of all this. I hate punishing my kids. They're great kids. And when I feel like, you know, I have to punish them, I really feel like I've failed getting to that point. But it does happen. So let's be real about it. So how do you punish without being punitive? You know, and when I say punitive, you, you're trying to make a point. You're not trying to hurt them. So, you know, hey, I decide I'm going to take his phone. You no phone for a day. Sorry. I mean, that's where you start, right? You're, I'm not going to say you're not behaving on your phone, so you're grounded from going outside. You're not behaving on your phone. You lose the phone. Okay? I'm connecting the punishment with, with the crime. When I told him that for the very first time, and I said, that's it. You're done. Give me your phone. The look of terror in his eyes. To be completely honest and candid with you here on our podcast, made me, I I, I had everything I could do to not crack up. (laughs) Because I'm trying to be stern. And I said, give me your phone. And he gave me the saddest, saddest, most terrified look I've ever seen on his face. And after going back and forth with him a little bit and hearing him, I realized that this was no longer about making the point. It was only about the punishment. He was deathly afraid of his girlfriend and his buddies all thinking that he was ignoring them. Because in this day and age, you all know what it's like. Your girlfriend sends you a text and you don't text right back. Up, You're in a doghouse. And after talking to him for a little bit about the punishment, I realized, I said, you know what? This is what we're going to do. I'm going to give you 15 minutes. You go ahead and you contact everybody you need to. You can call them, you can text them, you send an email, whatever you got to do. And you let them know, hey, you know, I messed up. My dad's busting me. He's taking my phone for a day. Don't send me anything. I'm not ignoring you guys. I'll explain it in school. I love you all. I shall return until we meet again. He didn't appreciate the sarcasm, but he said, okay, 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 thank you. Now, a lot of people will hear that and they'll go, that's not a punishment. You you should have taken the phone. Well, I took the phone. 15 minutes later, he gave me the phone. And believe me, he missed having his phone. The object was to make the point that if you aren't going to listen to what I'm telling you to do, I'm going to take it away from you. It was not to cause him to have a mental breakdown. I didn't want my kid to spend the next 24 hours being overridden with anxiety. I wanted him to be really annoyed and really bored. 
and I wanted him to be able to think I really should have just got off the phone when Dad told me to. Because I gave him that 15 minutes to settle his affairs, he got it. I gave him his phone back the next day, and, you know, I monitored what he was doing. I'd tell him, I want you off the phone by 9, 9.30, whatever it was. He, I'd go check, and he was off. He was off that phone. And I'd check to see if he was faking me out. I'd sneak back around the corner. He was not on the phone. He got it. But if I had been punitive about it, if the goal had been to, to cause him pain, to hurt him, We wouldn't have made the point. All he would have taken away from that was how bad his dad hurt him. Instead, what he took away from it was, I really should have listened to my dad. This sucks. So number one, it's not a have to, it's a want to. Mutual respect. Make sure they understand that that is the fabric of your relationship. And that it requires them to obey. Number two, obey first, questions later. Stick to that one. When they ask you, well, why? Say, what's the rule? Obey first, questions later. Right. Get them to do it. And then you got to do your part. And you got to explain why. And you don't have to talk for an hour and give them a 15 paragraph, you know, expose on, you know, what your thought process is, but give them a reason. When my daughter was standing there in the drugstore, it was pretty easy to say, hey, I wanted you to come over here because that guy looks kind of scary and I don't want you near him. I want you behind me so I can protect you. You understand? She would have got that. And number three, punishment not punitive. Punish to make the point, not to cause pain. Sometimes that's hard because as parents, we can get really mad. I get it. But keep your eye on the ball. The point to punishing is to make your point And if you're going to ground them or whatever it is, and you want them to understand why and get the idea behind it, you got to make that the center of the action. So, hey, parenting style, discipline in a nutshell, (laughs) there you go. I would love to hear your thoughts. I would love to hear what you have to say. The only thing that I will uh, throw on here, uh, because I know I'll hear about it, is, you know, some parents believe in spanking. Some parents will slap their kid in the face if they say a bad word. Um, That's a personal decision for you. I can only tell you how I feel about it. As a kid that was beaten pretty good, who has siblings who were beaten much worse. 
I will never, ever raise my hand against one of my children. I don't care if they're pointing a gun at me. That's just how I feel and what I believe. I have two boys that have grown up wonderfully, have all the manners in the world. My wife and I get compliments from teachers, from other parents, from teammates, from coaches. (laughs) We get, we get, (laughs) we get compliments and, and credit from the parents of their girlfriends. (laughs) so yeah I think we've done a few things right here perfect no hell no messed up a lot to get to these points but the reason to share them is not to say hey I know all this and you should too and I, I have great kids and why don't you it's look if you're parenting right now you're doing what we were doing you're searching you're trying stuff on and seeing how it fits and seeing how it works and, you know, taking the stuff that works and keeping it and taking the stuff that does it and throwing it out the window. And along the way, you're, you're working and you're trying to save money and work hard and, and, and provide. And you know what? You've got enough on your plate. You're frustrated. You know, I said before, 2022 is one of the most frustrating years I've encountered in a long time. Pretty much since 2008. And that makes everything else harder. So all I'm trying to do is say, hey, look, learn from my wounds. Learn from my scars. They tell a story. And this is it. The reason to do this is to help. And I hope that this helps at least one parent out there. Because like we're always saying, if we can help one person be better tomorrow than they are today, then all this is worth it. And I believe that if you're listening to this podcast, that you believe at least some of the things that I do. And more than likely, you believe in a lot of the same types of parenting things that I believe in. And I encourage you not to go down that slippery slope of being physical. I encourage you to just make that decision that you will not raise a hand to your kids and that you will do the work. You'll do the hard work of disciplining more this way, explaining why, thinking it through, calmly reacting, and staying on point. And I believe you will. I believe you will, because I believe in you. And I think that you will, because you're worth it. You just got to believe it. Until next time.